Welcome everybody. Hello. How you guys doing today? Uh, it is Thursday. Welcome to the G2A podcast experience. Uh, as you can see, I'm all alone today. Unfortunately, uh, Steve wasn't able to make it with our guest. Uh, so that'll be most likely it'll happen next week. And um, yeah, so uh, today we're just going to chill. We're just going to talk about uh some gaming news life i don't know and everything in between you know if you guys got some kind of news thingies that you want to uh talk about then you're more than welcome to let me know on the stream uh is my mic okay Hold on, let me see real quick yeah i think i think it should be fine uh so yeah i got a few topics to talk about today um let me pause the music really quick uh by the way guys really quick if um if you don't already know, uh, you can find, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify as well as on Anchor uh, with the help of the link that will be in the Twitch chat. On Spotify, you can listen to all of our previous podcasts on uh, starting from the first one all the way up to the most recent one. So that'll be cool. Follow us on Spotify, show us some love and uh, yeah, see how far we've come with this thing because uh it's getting better and better i think as time goes on so so yeah uh before we get into the uh, meat and potatoes of the podcast then uh a few a couple of announcements um tomorrow i'm doing a resident evil resident evil 8 giveaway and that'll be on stream it's the premiere for resident evil 8 and um yeah we're gonna be doing a giveaway so stay in stay 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 in tune with you guys guitars uh stay tuned for that and uh yeah it'll start as usual uh 4 30 p.m central european time i know i'm a little bit late sometimes <laughs> i just some i mean i like th- tuesdays and thursdays are like really really crazy days for me i don't know i have to, i have to like do a million things at once and uh sometimes i'm a little bit late for uh the the stream and for the podcast as well so uh, without further ado, since we're on the topic of uh, Resident Evil 8, I wanted to talk about a little about uh, some things that is interesting to me for sure, uh, as I as I know that some of you uh, as well would be uh, any fans of Resident Evil, that's for sure. Uh, what up, Vitek? How you doing, man? Uh, what are the time zone releases? When does the game unlock uh, tomorrow? uh friday the may 7th so uh i I have a little article here that'll sort of explain basically uh what time zone because for me it's honestly pretty confusing when it comes to like time zone things because like a game will a, a game will come out like i don't know like like let's say tomorrow right and then i'll be like waiting for it i'll be like okay man i'm ready to go let's play right and um for some is my microphone okay hold on let me see i have a feeling something's up with my mic why is everything on obs so tiny oh my god never mind. okay i don't know um so a game comes out and uh you know you we're all excited for it you go on steam boom you get the famous message from steam saying uh that it's not available in your region even though it's uh the release day is on the same day that you're trying to play it so uh, if you guys want to follow along here, here's an article, the article that I'm, I'm looking at right here. 
Uh, so it's only hours away, May seventh on Friday. It'll it's coming out on uh, on Eastern midnight. Uh, so on Eastern time zone, I think that is. Um, let me see. Uh, when is Easter? I I don't understand these time zones at all, man. To be honest, hold on. Let me see. Eastern. Uh, which time zone? Which time zone is EST? Yeah, Eastern time, but that's in like what part? I think that's America, right? Yeah, yeah. You've never played a Resident Evil game, VTech, dude. You're missing out. They're really good. That's uh, that's me. So six a.m. for you. Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, here we also have um, uh, for the console, here's how the Resident Evil Village's console unlock time works out across multiple time zones. So we've got Los Angeles, 9 p.m. PDT, New York, 12 a.m. EDT, London, 5 a.m. BST. What the hell is BST? So I don't even know. And uh, Sydney, 2 p.m. Uh, AEST. I'm pretty sure that's Australian Eastern time, maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe some uh maybe we have some Australian people in the chat. So uh, I feel like I'm missing out. I'll have to try uh, to win it tomorrow. Yeah, no, dude. Resident Evil is a really, really good game. I mean, going back, I mean, you know, over the year over the last couple of years, I think um you know, we've had the two remakes, right? We've had the Resident Evil 2 remake and then we've had the resident evil 3 remake with nemesis and um the remakes were great don't get me wrong but the original games were also really good you know they're pretty old i mean they're like you know ps2 i think even ps1 era um and uh they did a really really good job to bring them on to the newer generations of uh consoles and pcs i mean i personally I personally, I never, I was never really into um, Resident Evil games as well. You know, I was, I was always just like a Call of Duty guy and like, like Call of Duty World of Warcraft kind of guy. But ever since I started streaming, like this is the reason why I really enjoy streaming. Uh, at least part of the reason, right? Um, is that I get to try out a bunch of new games and a bunch of new, new, um, uh, new titles that like maybe I've never played or I've heard of and I've never just gotten around to it you know like uh like a Resident Evil is for sure one of them uh ever since I I played the uh, remastered for uh the second one I actually really fell in love with the genre and I went back and I even played like Resident Evil 4 I played like Resident Evil 5 and um and stuff like that so uh resident evil 7 biohazard was a really good one for sure and um just so you guys know resident evil 8 is the continuation of resident evil 7 biohazard because we have the the same protagonist ethan i forgot what his last i think it's like ethan carter or i don't think they even say his last name in the game to be honest i just know it's ethan and um there is some relevancies between the two games like there's like a um there's one of the guys uh, that suppose that apparently did something to Mia. I, I don't know. People are saying that the Resident Evil 8 trailer was filled with a bunch of spoilers. So I mean, since uh, since uh, since it was in the trailer and and like millions of people saw it, I won't feel as bad uh, as saying it on the podcast. Um, in in the trailer, there was like a, a few seconds where they were talking about how how uh, some guy killed Mia. 
or or hurt Mia or something like that. And Mia was the girl that you saved uh, in the last part of the uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard game. I mean, overall, when it comes to Resident Evil games, I mean, it's it's really a, a, a unique series of games. Um, it's really good. And, um, you know, with the new technologies and new graphics and stuff like that that are coming out these days, um, it's worth a play. If you're a gamer, you should definitely try out Resident Evil. And um, I think you should definitely play Resident Evil 7 uh, if uh, you you didn't get the chance to. So, uh, so now that we got that out of the way, I'm going to take a sip of, you know, what? I should actually bring some coffee or some water because my mouth is getting really dry. Who knew, right? Hot podcasters have dry mouths. So just give me a quick second, folks. I'll be right back in like 30 seconds with a cup of water. Okay, I'm back. Man, water really does the trick. I'm telling you guys, when you got to talk on a podcast for a while, like it's like the bee's knees, man. I don't know how to say it. Uh, yeah, so what's up, Nivzian? How you doing, bro? Welcome to the podcast. Cheers, cheers. Um, so yeah, Resident Evil. It's coming out tomorrow. I'm giving it away. Uh, come to the stream, 4.30 p.m. Central European, and uh, maybe you'll get a chance to win it. Okay, so what's next on the agenda? Blizzard Activision is all over the news lately these days. And they just released their uh, quarterly earnings report. Uh, their results, right? Now, before I get into that, how you doing, Bretta? Before I get into that, I want to get into um, what might have uh, some context, I guess, so to these quarterly results, because this is all public information. How you doing, Era Libra? This is all this is all public information. You can find it uh, on investor.activision.com slash financial information. Obviously, this is for uh investors of the company, you know, that you know invest money, right? So they know what they're getting some uh, getting themselves into when it comes to investing in uh, Blizzard Activision. Uh, appreciate what you did for the channel the other night. Thanks again. Uh, no problem. I'm not sure what I did. Maybe it was Steve, because uh, I'm not the only one that runs this account. But yeah, I'll I'll make sure to let him know. <laughs> uh, no problem. Thanks for stopping in. Uh, yeah, the there's two people basically that run this channel. There's uh, there's me, and then there's Steve, which is uh, unfortunately he's not available today. Couple Steam keys. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Steve Steve does that. Steve does that. What what keys did you get? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> um, one second. Let me just. Uh, there's the chat. There it is. PUBG and Dirt. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so yeah, man. Congratulations. So, Blizzard Activision, uh, quarterly earnings report. Now, before we get into that, I want to talk about uh, how Blizzard is losing millions of players across all of its games. Uh, both both with uh, uh, with revenues still increasing. I wonder how. 
And um, yeah, I mean, over the over the years, you know, Blizzard. I'm talking about just just Blizzard, right? Like Blizzard was like the people's company, right? Like you know how you have like Robin Hood. I think back in the day, like Blizzard was the the Robin Hood of the gaming company of the gaming like uh I was gonna, I don't know universe I don't know I don't know of 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 gamers right they made really really awesome and engaging games they listened to the community and um they they had a a, a, bu- a bunch of great titles that people will remember for the rest of their lives uh like Diablo 2 you should have a photo of, of Steve next to you it would be the same as him being there yeah stream stay receive here let me see if i can maybe find a photo one second uh maybe i can find maybe i can find something of him really quick let me see here (laughs) it's a good idea bobby by the way uh the savage has arrived true true bobby is a savage bobby you know he comes you know he um he just comes out of nowhere and just like destroys the game right uh, okay, one second. Uh, okay, I don't know if I have. I th- I'm pretty sure I have pictures of Steve. Don't ask me why. Why I have pictures of Steve on my computer? Okay. For for a majority. Oh, I have a perfect picture of Steve. Okay, I have a per. Oh yes, this is gonna be such a good picture. Are you guys ready for it? Um, <laughs> this was obviously before Corona time. Okay, this was before Corona time, but yeah, just give me a give me a second. Lay it on us. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, where sh- I'm just, I'm trying to figure out like where I should put it. Okay, you know what? I'll just do this. There. You guys see that? <laughs> um. Yeah. So for those of you that might be listening to this on on Spotify, uh, obviously you can't see it, but. I basically put up a picture of a, our a Steve with some uh, with some donut eyeballs uh, in in the office when uh, because you know one of our main offices of the G2A offices is in Poland and in Poland um, every year I think in February uh, there's because it's not in Poland only it's like all over the world I think um, it's Fat Thursday right. So you have Fat Thursday and you eat donuts and sweets and a bunch of stuff. So uh, in the office, we were having Fat Thursday day and uh, Steve took some took some donuts up, up to his eyeballs and uh, and and someone snapped a picture of him. So <laughs> it's like he's here with us on the podcast on the show, right? All right, now I sort of want to go back to the uh, topic here. Now that Steve has joined us, um, so yeah, Blizzard, Bl- Blizzard back in the day was like the people's company, right? They made amazing games, Diablo two, StarCraft, um, you know, World of Warcraft is like the, I think their most successful game to be honest, and um, yeah, and 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 people and people really enjoyed Blizzard games. They couldn't wait for the next Blizzard game to be announced. And uh, I think times, 
times have significantly changed uh since since those times now uh i want to take a look at the article here uh into this exact line okay now the main thing of this article is that blizzard is losing millions of players oh steve escaped you're back now blizzard is losing millions of players but its revenue is still increasing now why is that how can a company lose millions of players but still make money that's a question for you guys for the chat how do you guys think it's possible for um a company to lose i think uh it says right here uh active users fell from 29 million in february q4 to 27 million in this quarter that's 2 million players if that was for any other company i think uh that's a huge hit to the nuts you know if i'm uh microtransactions loot crates yeah yeah because you know there's those things uh, royalties yep that's true skins you know you have in-game shops so you can buy cosmetics and and you know stuff like that battle passes exactly yep yep you got warzone battle pass um you got like oh hi steve yeah steve steve is steve has joined us today Edita, so <laughs> uh yeah uh, look at those uh those youtube that buy them right as they drop look at those youtube that i don't know i'm sorry i can't i don't know what that means but um oh you look at those youtubers that buy them right as they drop buy what as they drop though that's the question that's the question um yeah the battle passes yeah, yeah yeah i mean the you know that's one thing there's youtubers and influencers that you know money is not uh, are we gonna play something today no niv sorry it's uh today's podcast day tomorrow we're playing resident evil uh the new one we're giving it away as well today's podcast as it says in the title um so yeah uh how does a company make millions of more dollars in profit but lose players and they can still uh stay afloat right as it said as it says right here uh blizzard isn't exactly struggling the developers revenue increased seven percent year over year driven heavily by the world of warcraft shadowlands release now this is interesting because uh, the shadowlands release was super hyped up you know steve's back with us guys um it was super hyped up and uh it sort of lived up to its hype because you know they were bringing in a lot of changes to the game that um people were asking for you know the community was um was asking for and uh and in a sense you could sort of you could sort of see that they listened to the community right and they capitalized on that you know significantly right shadowlands uh, the the world of warcraft shadowlands expansion was i think the the most sold expansion in the entire history of blizzard entertainment and that goes with like wrath of the lich king you know uh burning crusade and so on it was the most i think sold 
Uh, I think it had a couple million sales in the first day, which is crazy, right? But then over time, I'm you know I'm currently playing the Shadowlands expansions as well, um, and I can tell that like over time, the, the numbers are dwindling. They're they're dwindling because they're they're screwing the game up, right? And I'm talking about just World of Warcraft right now. I don't know about other games. Like I play Warzone sometimes, you know. Um, and I think we're in an era where companies are starting to run out of ideas, and they're they're just you know there's nothing wrong with making money, right? Everyone has to make money in order to survive. That's simply the world that we live in sadly right everyone has to make money but the problem with making money there's 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 problems with making money in a certain way where you're basically just like milking the cow per se right yeah and, and the cow being the consumer which is us the gamers that buy these games i mean i mean look at this right we had Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. I honestly think that Blizzard is the is the company with the most remastered games because they're making money off of people's nostalgia because they can't think of anything else. Now, let me just summarize this. We had Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, which came out, I think, at the end of 2019 or something like that. Um, Warcraft 3 Reforged which was a disaster. <laughs> it was a complete and utter disaster for those of you that remembered. Um, it was nothing like uh, how they were saying that there was, it, it's going to be. I, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to actually not play the game uh, because I just saw how bad it was. And um, let's see. So we have Modern Warfare. We had uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged. We had a World of Warcraft uh, Classic, okay, that came out in uh, 2019, August, I think, which was an, another, um, let's say, uh, uh, a metaphorical cow that they milked, right? Because people that played World of Warcraft back in the day, um, uh, you know, they, they have those rose-tinted goggles, I would say, and they remember the game fondly. Um, so they capitalized on that. Now they're making another remaster of a previous very popular WoW expansion, uh, World of Warcraft Burning Crusade, which is, I think, coming out this year. Another remaster. And they're making another remaster for Diablo 2, which is coming out when? Like, I don't know. I think this year, I think it might come out like maybe Christmas time, something like something like something around there. So, how many remasters is that already? Call of Duty, Diablo, World of Warcraft three times—that's five already—and then, uh, and what was the other one? Am I missing one? And and Warcraft three Reforged. So that's six. I don't think a company has remastered that many games within that amount of span like within that amount of time uh in a while right i think ever to be honest now i think this means something now of course they are 
listening to the community, right? Like people like just, I mean, I, I, and I speak for myself, right? I like to go back and visit, revisit old games that I've played when I was a kid um, that I remembered, you know, as I mentioned, those rose tinted goggles. And I'm sure a lot of people do, right? And there's nothing wrong with making a game again that people love. But what is wrong is deliberately trying to get as much money out of it as possible. Uh, a clear example of this is um, in, in the World of Warcraft Burning, uh, the, the Burning Crusade relaunch, I guess you could call it. Um, people don't like changes, right? They don't like changes. They, don't, they want the game to be as it is or as it was all those years ago. Right. All those years ago. And that means, you know, they, they don't want the, they don't want to have anything added. They don't want anything to take in, uh, like to be taken away. They just want it. They just want to play the game as it was 10 years ago. Right now, check this out. What Blizzard did with the Burning Crusade remaster. Now it's not a relaunch. I don't know what to call it. Re relaunch or, or remastered. Now check this out. People are no changes, no changes, right? The no changes crowd. They don't want no changes to anything. They are, they want everything to be original. It, it was the same same idea when a uh, classic launched for World of Warcraft. No changes, no changes. So uh, there were a few, but they weren't super game breaking. Now, what Blizzard is doing with the uh, Burning Crusade remaster is this: people are like, no changes, no changes, and Blizzard is like. Hey, maybe you guys want a, a storm out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like maybe you guys want, um, a level boost, for example, right? And what is a level boost? A level boost is where you pay to skip the previous content of, of, of World of Warcraft to get into the new content, right? Um, that's not how it was 10 years ago. You didn't have a level boost. You didn't have store mounts you didn't have all of that and for lack of a better term bullshit uh that you have now right and if someone wants to spend 50 euro on a freaking mount they can go ahead and do it or a thousand euro on a csgo virtual skin they can do it it's your money do whatever you want right um but the fact of the matter is if we're talking about blizzard here they're simply trying to milk as much money out of us as possible and because they know even though people are pissed off about having a storm out or about having a level boost in a game that shouldn't have a level boost um they know that people will buy it they know that people are going to want this shit because honestly the only people that really wants are like part of like the no changes crowd is um and i and i hate to say it it's, it's a very niche type of player right because you know half those people that are going to be playing burning crusade stopped playing like years ago and they're only going to come back to the game it when it relaunches right and those people don't care if there's a storm out or if there's a level boost hell they're probably going to buy the level boost and i'm pretty sure you will get the level boost in some kind of uh 
deluxe freaking epic, you know, bundle or whatever, how Blizzard usually does it. You know, not only Blizzard, a lot of gamer like companies do that. So they're they're they know who they're targeting and the people that are like against this these things that they're implementing are basically people that play the game a lot or they've played the game a lot you know and um they're just against that right so let's see what else uh let's see what else is going on in blizzard so if you want to take a look at the article for yourself here you go steve went on a bathroom break again i'll bring him back don't worry steve get back here there you are all right, man, I'm going to need more water. All this talking is making my mouth dry. Jesus. Hold on. Okay. So, yeah, check out that article. It's pretty interesting. And, um, yeah, check it out. So, uh, the uh, quarterly report is uh, what is also interesting uh, to me here. Um, we can see... In this quarterly report that I'll be showing you guys here now, for those of you that will be listening to this on Spotify later, uh, won't be able to see it, so I'll try to dictate as much as I possibly can of what I'm seeing here. Um, so we have the Q1 2021 earnings press release. I think the most interesting one is this uh, slide presentation. So we're gonna we're gonna check out the slideshow, and uh, it looks pretty nice, you know. Cool, cool. Okay. Safe harbor disclosure. I don't know what that is. I'm not a lawyer or anything. Um, use of non-GAP. Okay, so uh let's see the highlights, okay, of uh of, of the first quarter. Now keep in mind this is all public information. If you guys want to check it out for yourself, you're more than welcome to. And there you go. There's the link, and uh and you can check it out for yourself. Um so a better than expected uh, record Q1 financial results, uh, results, sorry, <clears throat> results. Uh, gap revenues of 2.28 billion versus outlook 2.02 billion net bookings 2.07 billion versus outlook uh, 1.75 billion. Um, I think outlook was their uh, projected results. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what that means. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not like an analyst or anything like that, but uh, from the, given the context, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it means. So key highlights, uh, our team's hard work and dedication enabled us to deliver better than expected first quarter results with ongoing momentum across our business. We are raising. Oh, I got to bring Steve back. Steve, get back here. There you are. Okay. Um, I gotta make him smaller though a little bit so so he's not blocking your view. Oh, there you are, Steve. Okay. Uh, with ongoing momentum across our business, we are raising our outlook for the full year. Our strategy centers around our long-held view uh, that fully-owned gaming franchises offer the opportunity for limitless blah 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 blah. This is all just like corporate uh, corporate uh, jargon. Yeah, no one wants to hear that. Uh, but this is pretty interesting. Uh, the demand for our content has never been stronger. We continue to ramp our investment to better serve our players and drive even greater financial performance. It's like, see, they always like, they always do that emphasis on financial performance. And like I said before, you know, making money is not a bad thing. It, the way you make it could determine how 
the community looks at a company, right? That's important. You know, you have to have good PR, right? Because who cares if you make a lot of money if everyone hates you? Like, what is the point, right? You know, the big, the big investors and CEOs and, you know, they're all going to be laughing to the bank anyway, right? But we intend to hire more than 2,000 2000 developers, 2,000 over the next two years, including tripling the size of certain franchise teams by the end of uh, next year as compared to 2019. That's pretty interesting. You know, more developers means more work, right? And more work probably means more games for us. So we'll see what they got in store. Um, I think they're going to need another 2,000 developers to polish up Diablo 4, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, speaking of Diablo 4, where's their release date, Blizzard? Let me get that. Let me see here. So, what are, what are their strategic growth drivers? Expand audience reach, deepen engagement, and increase player investment. Now, this is also pretty interesting. Um... So yeah, like so, I'm gonna speak from a perspective of um of a World of Warcraft player, right? I've been invested in Blizzard Entertainment for many years now, and um, I've been playing WoW for a, a very long time. How you doing, War Reaper? Welcome. How you doing? So, increased player investment. This is worrying. This is very worrying to me. Uh, why is it worrying? Because the state of World of Warcraft right now is... Let me just put this into perspective for you guys, okay? So, the World of Warcraft released November 24th, I think. It was like the last week of November before Christmas. And um, it was patch 9.0, okay? I think four months passed and they released like a mini patch. It was 9.0.5 where they added some currency for doing uh pve and pvp right that's it that's and maybe some hot fixes for classes patch 9.1 is not even announced yet and we are how many months away or uh, how many months have passed since uh since the game was released we got okay so let's say no december january february april may we're, we're at the beginning of may five months and the projected release date for the next 9.1 patch which will bring a new raid new dungeon class changes and so on was projected to be released sometime in august or july imagine playing a game that doesn't have any changes to it for almost like for like seven months like imagine that situation would you even want to play that game anymore probably not right probably not um and people are pissed that play wow yeah that is crazy libra that is very crazy so when i look at this growth our strategic growth drivers i get a little bit worried because they're making changes uh, they're making changes to the game that are just these like they're forced upon you they're forced upon you because if you don't do them if you don't for example there's a thing in in wow right now called torgast and um 
it basically gives you this currency to get you better gear, right? Like legendary items. And um, if you don't do it, you're basically falling behind, right? And I think this is what they mean by increased player investment, forcing, forcing content onto you that you mandatory content. No one, I mean, people play, why? Okay, let me ask you guys a question. Why do you guys play video games? Why? You, for me, for example, I don't, I, I play video games, I don't know, to relax, to sort of forget about reality for a little bit, to chill, exactly, um, exactly. And I don't play a game to have something forced upon me. You don't. You know, like like you play Witcher 3. Let's just say Witcher 3, right? Amazing game. Fantastic game. Open world, third person, um, you know, slashing game with like you can do whatever you want. There's so many missions. There's so many choices. You can do you can do like any kinds of builds. There's there's simply no restrictions in how you could play that game. You know, I've known people that have put 600 hours into Witcher 3 and they're still enjoying it, right? Now, when it comes to mandatory content, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I don't play any other MMOs, okay? I don't I, I don't play any other, you're at 477 hours, yeah, and I'm sure that you're still enjoying it. I actually played Witcher 3 like two days ago, and I, and I just remembered how badass that game was. Um, anyways... You don't play a game to be told what you could do, what you have to do in the game, right? You know, people tell you, people tell you what you have to do every day in your real life, right? You have your boss, I don't know whether it's your family, your wife, daughter, you know, whatever. People are telling other people what to do in their daily lives every single day. And whenever when i whenever the developers of a video game basically do the same thing in a game like world of warcraft because they're 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 saying inadvertently inadvertently they're saying if you don't do this shit that we have here for you you're going to fall behind now how do you think that makes like a casual player feel right i mean if it, it it probably it's a shitty feeling and the content that they're making you do is not good it's not good it's boring it's not engaging and uh people are calling torgast actually choregast because it's a freaking chore because you have to do it every week if you don't do it every week like i said you're gonna fall behind i haven't i, I don't do torgast because i think it's boring as hell um I stopped playing WoW and started Aeon. I've, I've heard of Aeon, but I haven't played it. So now going back to this increased player investment, this is this is something that we that they have to be sort of careful about and deep in engagement. What is their idea of engaging gameplay that you have to do that sucks ass? You know, like like it's it, it's it's just I, I think in Diablo three. Um, there is also like I think you have those um what are they called in Diablo 3? You have like those portals or you have like what are those called? Um 
I don't know. I haven't played Diablo in a while, in a while so I forgot. But um, I'm just going to focus on a while. But, you know, it, it basically means the same thing across all Blizzard games, right? Um, does deepening the engagement and increasing player investment mean that you have to make mandatory content that players hate? Do you have to restrict them? Also, another example of of a of restricted content in in WoW, for example, is um, like you have like these uh conduits that basically they're they're like buffs that just make your player stronger, and you could change them. However, you're restricted on changing them because you have this thing called a uh, conduit power, and it gives you eight chances to change your conduits in a week. Eight. Now, the problem with that is that, you know, there's a lot of different things to do in World of Warcraft, right? There's a lot of things to do. Um, you can do PvP or PvE or Raid or Mythic Plus or, you know, whatever. Um, and each type of power is good to a, to a specific type of content, right? So you, you're restricted like a boa constrictor to... You know, you're you're held in a chokehold, basically, hypothetically, right, in the game, uh, on what talents you want to pick, right? That doesn't sound like fun and engaging that would want to get me invested in the game. Do you guys know any other examples like this? Like, uh, like we're talking about Blizzard games, like, okay, like, I don't know, Warzone. I mean, is investing, is increasing player investment in a freaking uh what's it called uh battle passes the player investing you can you don't have to like why do you get a battle pass what's the reason what you get skins and you get what else do you get nothing and i think you get like access to maps in the base game right so i don't know man this um these three goals they're drivers here it's a little worrying, to be honest. It is It is a little bit worrying. Let me know if you guys know any examples of, uh, of like that, uh, that Blizzard is doing here. Weapons, I believe, too, but I've never purchased one yet. And it's sort of cheap, but if you, like, the Battle Pass, I'm not going to lie. It is sort of cheap, but that's only if you want, like, the current tier. If you wanted to get all of the tiers... Um, if you wanted to get all of the tiers, you would be spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars in microtransactions. Okay. A game to hang out with uh, people, double XPs. Yeah, double XPs, people. Yeah. So, uh, our first quarter results exceeded our prior outlook. Let me, let's see. Our teams delivered another quarter of fantastic results for Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Candy Crush. We continue to make great progress on our pipeline, positioning us for ongoing strong results through the remainder of this year and beyond. That's sort of bullshit. Okay, maybe the money looks strong. Maybe the... the the profit that they're making works strong. But, I mean, I'm trying to look at this from, like, the perspective of an investor in a company. I've never invested in anything besides 
cryptocurrency in my life so i don't know what it's like to invest into into like businesses and stuff like that but i think if i was an investor and i was investing hundreds of thousands or maybe millions of dollars into a game or into a, a company i think i would want to know what is like the general outlook of the company right like how do people respond to activision blizzard how do people respond to the changes that you made in call of duty in world of warcraft or in candy crush you know candy crush is an obvious cash grab you know you don't play that game for free it's like it, it, it's blatantly trying to take your money there's no doubt about that's the goal of candy crush there is no engaging gameplay in candy crush it's just a mobile game that you play where they you know try to take as much money from you as possible by baiting you into like microtransactions right uh well yeah since if they have don't have since if they don't have employees to pay all revenue it's pure butter basically true true exactly wasn't there like a mass uh firing not too long ago from blizzard i think they fired like over 100 employees or something like that i don't know and there was a bunch of and there was a bunch of big names from Blizzard. Um, uh, there was a bunch of big names that that left Blizzard, Act of Blizzard. Let's just call them that. Uh, to go start a new company, a new gaming company, right? Yeah, one of the upper execs left. Yup, exactly. And Bobby Kodak has his has his cut uh, has his pay cut by fifty percent from i think 1.8 million uh um, a year to uh 900,000 something like that so there's changes happening but i don't i don't know if they're all for the good right so yeah i mean if if i was like an investor in a company i would want to know what the general pr is of a company before investing to it because believe it or not the pr of a company is super important of you know, if, if you're taking into consideration, like, the amount of money that they're making, right? Because, you know, the most important part, the mo you know, everything starts at the consumer, us. Candy Crush, I believe, is a billion-dollar cash cow. Of course it is. That's, that's the goal of the game, you know? They... They, you know, they they color it up, they doll it all up, they give it nice and vibrant colors, and then they bait you into microtransactions, right? Um, yeah, and I think, you know, it all starts at the consumer, right, when it comes to, like, these earnings reports, right? Because they took our money, you know, they're taking my monthly payment for World of Warcraft, you know, this is something... Um, that influences me right and if it influences us imagine how imagine if like people came together right imagine if there was a problem imagine what like like not even in gaming just in life in general like imagine if people came together how they do when they don't when a game is released that they don't like or that's broken Imagine the things that people could do in the world that would change our lives for the better if people came together how they do when, for example, um, when Cyberpunk was released, right? Amazing hype. 
crazy hype and then and then they and then the backlash started they were like oh this game sucks it's buggy it's glitchy it doesn't work you know and then they started changing it because it's in in reality it's all up to us the consumer if you guys want to really think about it the consumer controls the company right we do i do right aaron libra does we control these companies because we give them our money, right? They can have investors invest in them. And then, you know, what is an investment, right? An investment is, is a way, is, is something that you put money into in hopes and getting a profit back, right? And if an investor puts in money into a company... And then they don't get the reports, the like the profits gained, right, uh, at the end of a quarter or whatever. Then they're out of money. They're out of cash, right? And then at that point, the strategies of the company start to change so they can make more money, right? Because they realize that something is wrong. Now, what's happening here is despite the fact that, hey... Even though, uh, you know, your team's hard work and dedication enabled you to better to deliver better than expected results, the community in general is pissed off at Blizzard. I mean, I am on the I, I am on the internet every single day. I read articles, I watch YouTube videos, I I read Reddit and forums and comments on Facebook and under our posts and under everyone's post, and whenever it's regarding blizzard activision people are pissed off people are angry that this company even exists at this point because it's no longer blizzard the loving robin hood company that made amazing games and that their their first thought was the player back in the day back in 2000 2004 now it's just all about the money right it's, it's all about the money and, and and it's really sad it's really sad that was kind of funny, the cyberpunk stuff. People only do anything if they're complaining. It'd be a cold day in hell if crowd mobilized for something positive at the same scale. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, if people were as passionate uh, as they are about video games, about something that, you know, maybe helped the majority of the world, I think uh, we would be in a better place as a society, generally speaking. So... Uh, cyberpunk is not bad at all i'm not saying it's a bad game it had a terrible launch it had a bad launch i'm not gonna lie it had, it had a really bad launch i personally didn't have any i mean i i streamed the game for two days for eight hours a day uh at the time and um i personally didn't have that many issues with it yeah there were some blatant bugs and stuff but um it wasn't that bad right uh, but but that's but that's my experience that that's not everyone else's experience. Some people say it's unplayable. It's a piece of garbage, you know, blah, blah. The cyberpunk had the potential of becoming a really great game. And I think it still does. Um, but they just have a lot of work, <laughs> you know, cut out for them. CD Projekt Red, that is uh, actually like speaking of CD Projekt Red, I, I saw last that um the. I, it's not the CEO, but it's like a some kind of executive that was really high up in the company. He actually quit because he was accused of bullying. 
And um, he wrote a company-wide email to the company saying that, um, he, you know, he was actually suggested to quit. Like, you know how sometimes they do that? You know, they, they, they're like, hey, you know, you should quit or whatever. Um, but he took it on his own to quit. Uh, and in the company-wide email, he said that uh, he's leaving the company because he, he, he realizes that people are afraid and um and like uh hesitant to work with him they're afraid to work with him they don't like working with him and he knows that right because he was bullying people for years apparently so he decided to leave the company uh which is crazy you know and i'm pretty sure the uh the the catalyst to ignite this whole controversy was cyberpunk release i'm pretty sure it was the complete Man, when Cyberpunk released, I couldn't, I cannot imagine what was happening in the CD Projekt Red offices. Uh, it must have been a complete shit show. Console launch was bad, but I've been playing on Steam. Yeah, I, console launch was uh, abysmal. It was abysmal. Console launch was a tragedy, uh, but now it's better apparently. So, uh, but I've had been playing on Steam without any issues at all, no crashes or anything uh, to get frustrated about. Yeah, and 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 I think now that's like the most. Uh, that's the that's the general experience that people are having and like i said cyberpunk is not generally a bad game it has the potential to be a really great game um but i think they still have to work out some of like technical issues and storyline and stuff okay um so yeah let's see what's ha what's happening here uh steve is still with us that's cool how you doing steve with your pumpkin eyeballs or pumpkin eyeballs uh donut eyeballs let's say <laughs> uh all right so let's see activision the introduction of free to play mobile and has transformed call of duty oh that's right call of duty is also on mobile um has anyone played the mobile call of duty i played it for a little bit and it's just stuffed with microtransactions as well uh the main the main reason for the controversy too is because of uh pressure from the press and loud negative uh negative few because they want it now temporary yeah we're 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 a bunch of spoiled assholes gamers these days i think uh they want it now temper tantrums are all over the place cdpr kept saying it wasn't ready then finally caved to shut people up yeah i mean it was delayed what like two times three times you know it was announced when in 2014 um it was announced in 2014 and it was in the works for freaking what like eight years or some shit like that it was ridiculous um yeah so and in the end you know it was so hyped like and i think like going back sort of to this uh, like to the cyberpunk and, and then we'll continue um I, and i think another problem with the cyberpunk release was uh was just the general hype and i knew i freaking knew that it was that this was going to happen there's no way in hell a game can get so hyped up for eight years and not be a total flop like it's impossible to do like people were talking about cyberpunk literally every year for eight goddamn years and it was the balloon that blew up so much so much that I think it was bound to fail because the expectations, literally the expectations of gamers, of us, you know, it was like, it was like here, right? Expectations were here. And by the time Cyberpunk was ready to be released, 
it was like here, right? So our expectations were all the way over here in Africa, you know, freaking all the way up there, and like in the North Pole. And Cyberpunk just, you know, <laughs> the community just could not wait. And I think we're a bunch of spoiled brats, to be honest. I think we're a bunch of spoiled, spoiled gamers, dude. Uh, same idea with Days Gone. Not to get too far off topic. Yeah, same idea. And that's just, and that it's like the same thing with a, with a lot of games, right? They get hyped up, they get so hyped up, and then the balloon pops and it backfires in their face, basically. And it's a shame because, you know, some of these games have really good potential. So, all right, let's see here. Uh, I'm actually going to get some more water, so just give me a second. I go through this water fast because I'm talking a lot. Just give me a second, okay? Okay, I'm back. The new Battlefield better not flop. Wasn't there like six seconds of of Battlefield being released? Like uh, like six seconds of gameplay. It was it was leaked or something like that. So, yeah, we can only hope. And Far Cry Six, yeah. And like I said, the expectations, you know, they're up here, all the way in the North Pole with Santa Claus, and they're packing, then they're packing presents for this year's Christmas. The expectations, they're here. I'm telling you, this is gamers' expectations. And, you know, the companies, Activision, Ubisoft, Blizzard, they got to deliver. So, going on here. Uh, let's see. Call of Duty. Call of Duty franchise MAUs. I don't know what MAUs means. Increased quarter by quarter and grew over 40%. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Everything is good. Positive. Positive. Yeah. You know, I want to see the bad stuff. Diablo Immortal entered its second phase of testing and is on track for global release later this year. Does anybody have phones? Hey, you guys have phones in the chat, right? Who's going to be playing Diablo Immortal? Probably the Chinese, because I am definitely not. I don't play mobile games. Um, <laughs> the, honestly, the only the only situation that I would play a mobile game um, is when I'm in the doctor's office waiting. And I'm bored as hell. Like, that's the only way. Um, I'm not spending my afternoons or my evenings playing mobile games, right? Um, Asians don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, Blizzard, you know, Blizzard has smart people working there. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, Diablo Mortal is going to be targeted mostly in Asia, right? That's a thing. I don't think it's going to hit that hard. In the in Europe and uh, and uh, North America. So let's see here. World of Warcraft expansion Shadowlands uh, to, to continue to drive the strong results following its record-setting release. Yeah, record-setting release in November. Uh, the Shadowlands expansion has built substantial increase in World of Warcraft scale seen since the classic launch of uh, 2019. But yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when WoW Classic launched, it was the biggest launch of Blizzard's uh, Blizzard's career. There's a lot of people playing it. But to be fair, that's an astronomical, astronomically large market. It is. It's an astronomically large market. A Asia, you know, India, 
I mean, there's like there's a billion people living in India, I think. A billion. One billion people in one country. It's insane. I think in America there's like 50 million living. 50 million. Maybe maybe I think maybe a hundred million people living in America. I'm not sure. Let me see. Yeah, there's 300, there's 328 million as of right now, people living in America. But I was, I was a little off, but, <laughs> but that's as of 2019, as of 2019. So that might've, that number might've changed. I don't know. This was before COVID, you know, people passed away. I don't know how many millions, but this number might've probably changed. Um, but yeah, so Imagine a billion people living in one country and look how crowded America is, right? Well, let's see here. Uh, World of Warcraft saw strong reach and engagement. Yeah, strong reach and engagement. Again, their emphasis, strong reach and engagement, making content that's mandatory that nobody likes to do. It's so good. Really good content, guys. Good job, Blizzard. You guys are really creative. Overwatch. Haven't heard about that game for a while. April saw Overwatch fans around the world return to celebrate players and city-based teams in the opening weekend for 2021 season of Overwatch League. The league signed a multi-year partnership with Billy Billy Esports. I have never heard of that. For exclusive rights to broadcast league games to the platform's passionate and growing Overwatch League fan base in China. Of course, China, 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 China of the famous words of our uh, of the former U.S. president, uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, let's see here. First quarter saw King continue to benefit from successful growth of initiative across the business. King had 258 million. I think it's monthly I don't know, not monthly, annual. It's got to be, I don't know what MAU stands for. What does MAU stand for? Do you guys know? Let me see. Uh, monthly active users. Okay, monthly active users. Okay. Uh, right. So uh, King had 258 million monthly active users exhibiting better seasonality than typically seen following the fourth quarter led by Candy Crush. Hmm. King's initiatives to broaden the player, the pit. Wow. Did I read that correctly? I thought that was player, but that legit says payer without an L. King's initiatives to broaden the payer base. Guys, you guys aren't players anymore. You guys are payers. You guys are payers. You guys aren't players. Remember. Imagine how the company, that's bold of them to say, dude. I mean, honestly, that's downright degrading. What? So you're just looking at me as a... F I'm trying really hard not to swear right now because my daughter's behind me. So, like... um. You're looking at me as a freaking dollar sign, dude? Like, really? 
I mean, this, just this sentence alone. We're all adults here. I know, but my child is three years old, dude. I don't want to. I don't want. I mean, I would, but I don't want to. Um. <laughs> uh. So I'm just gonna say freaking. <laughs> they look at me uh, as a freaking dollar sign, and uh, and that's actually degrading. This one sentence. Look at this, guys. This one sentence describes Blizzard Activision as a whole okay king's initiatives to broaden the payer base you guys we're no, we're no longer players okay we're no longer players we're payers to deliver more frequent content and introduce compelling features into candy crush and other portfolio portfolio titles drove in-game net bookings uh, growth in the high teens percentage year by year, accelerating further relative to the Q4. Candy Crush grew in game net bookings very strongly. Yeah, I wonder why. Maybe it's because they're trying to broaden the payer base. Uh, net bookings to form farm heroes, King second largest franchise. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, another one, launched on March 25th and has seen over 30 million downloads. Jesus. Okay. So let's see. First quarter segment results. Let's see the net revenue of each company. Well, the, the, these three companies are all one company, right? So Activision made $891 million in in Q1. Blizzard made 483 million in Q1 and King made 609 million. Mobile games. Mobile games are making 600 million dollars for one company. Can you believe this shit? It's in that that is insanity. Imagine, you know, cuz they call them whales, right? People that, you know, spend a lot of money on on uh, on microtransactions, right? They're whales. Because they spend a lot of money. Imagine the transactions that people were making on Candy Crush, dude. Is it in the thousands of dollars, dude? Like, oh my god. Uh, let's see. Revenue grew by seventy-two percent year by year, driven by Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. What do you guys think of Cold War? Uh, people have, I think, mixed opinions. In and Warzone in-game revenues. Uh, strong premium sales and Call of Duty mobile operating income more than double year-by-year -year operating margin. I bet the salaries they pay out to the those devs team were probably less than $10 million. Dude. You know, I think for... That's, what, that's another thing, actually. That's actually another thing, you know. Paying out salaries. Blizzard Activision is making... You know, let's add this up. Let's just add this up, right? Because these are separated... These are separated um, net worths, right? So let's see. We got 891 million plus 483 million plus 609 million. That is almost $2 billion. Almost $2 billion. One company. And 
going back a little bit to some controversies, uh, they didn't, weren't there workers, weren't workers from Blizzard Activision going on strike because their salaries were shit? Dude, I don't understand how a company can make $2 billion and not give their developers, their, I don't know, graphics artists, you know, designer team, like, how could they not give them a good salary, dude? It just, it doesn't make sense in my mind. I don't know. Does it make sense in your mind, guys? Like, I don't understand, dude. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, the first time I think was maybe uh, seven or eight years ago. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, Kendall, uh, please, English only in the chat. I appreciate it. Thank you. So yeah, uh, the rest of this you could uh, you could check out for yourself. We're gonna we're gonna continue on here. Um, remember, this is all public information. Obviously, this is all public information. And uh, yeah, feel free to check it out. Uh, we're still not done yet. We still got some more stuff to do or to talk about. There you go. No, I banned him. He was saying some bullshit in his language. Um, yeah. Yeah, in English only, guys, please. If you're going to speak in a different language, then I'm just going to ban you. It's, it's not a problem. So companies worry more about stock holders than employees. I mean, that's the case, isn't it? That is the case, unfortunately. And, um, you know, there's a, a very few amount of people in the company or in, in just like the gaming, uh, the gaming sphere. There's very few companies that are in it for the, the players, right? The main priority is making a shit ton of money. And I don't know, dude. Maybe it's maybe it's just something that we have to get used to. But it's also something that we have to speak out against, right? I mean, these companies are li like this because they're taking our money, right? This is why th these companies are, are the way they are, right? They're thinking of new strategies, new ways, new things to do to get as much money out of us as possible to, for them to have thicker pockets, right? So yeah, check out the presentation and um on a lighter note, let's take let's talk about what games are going to be released this year. What we have to to look forward to cuz I don't know if we have that much stuff to look forward to. Like I don't I mean, we have Resident Evil 8 that's coming out this year or tomorrow this year. Battlefield. I don't know. I don't know if Battlefield's going to come out this year to be honest. I don't know. I don't know if Battlefield's going to come out this year. So um, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, Resident Evil 8 is coming out tomorrow. I'm going to be playing it on stream tomorrow, and I'm also going to be giving it away. So if you want to win it, feel free to uh, check it out. Come on the stream. So here we got uh, 2021 video game release schedule. 
I'm going to be winning it. Uh, we'll see about that. We'll see about that, VTech, you little rascal. You little rascal, little rascal boy. They will launch Battlefield, but it's going to be incomplete like the last time. I hope they don't mess up Battlefield like they did with Battlefield 5. There was, a, what were the, um, what, people had a huge problem with Battlefield 5 when it came out. And I think it was, um, I think it was just like the, the, the trailer really pissed a lot of people off here. Let me see really quick before we get into this, uh, these game releases. Uh, I think it was Battlefield 5 trailer. Yeah, it had like a 6,000 6, negative uh, dislikes. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. I think it was the official reveal. Oh, my God. Look at that. Look at this. Okay, you guys ready? Look at this. <laughs> let's see. what. Let's just analyze this because, okay, Battlefield 6, obviously, it's, it's going to happen, right? So let's just reanalyze this once again and see what mistake they made in the past and see, hopefully, it, that they won't make it again. Okay? I got to throw on my headphones. 123,000 dislikes. Jesus Christ. All right, let's see. Okay, so before, okay, so we're going to, 
we're gonna look at the podcast or i'm god damn it not the podcast <laughs> we're gonna look at the comments in the podcast in a second now i want okay now there was 123,000 dislikes for that trailer and only 71,000 likes i want to see why do you guys think it had so many dislikes i want i want to hear from you guys first and then i'll see you and then i'll and i'll tell you mine or i'll just start uh woman probably yes solo podcast uh, today yeah solo podcast steve wasn't able to make it uh the hell was with the talking in it xbox people are weird partially yeah <laughs> hey i have an xbox i'm not weird i think uh cosmetics true i personally think what sort of pissed me off looking at that trailer and having played battlefield 5 was um the pre-rendered gameplay that was just bullshit because that's not how the game looks dude like that's that was complete that was like false advertising in a way right uh the 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 pre-went on pc it does not like that here let, let's watch the last part again it doesn't look like that dude it 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 was it was so fake that it was just almost hard to watch you know so like look I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't look, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It looks great. It looks amazing. The, you know, the graphics and the motion and the animations, it looks freaking amazing, but that's not an accurate representation of how the game looks. Right. And I think another thing that pissed people off was, you know, obviously I, I'm pretty sure women, you know, okay. Be, before I say this sentence, I, th I think the general idea of battlefield games is to immerse people into realism, right? I played, I played battlefield one games before, you know, I've played battlefield four. I've played battlefield two. I played battlefield three. Um, and the emphasis and why people really like battlefield games is because of the quote unquote realism that is in these games, right? Like the environmental destruction, you know, the gameplay mechanics and the uh, gadgets, gear and gadgets that you can use inside of the game uh, to uh, uh, to use against your enemies. And when it comes also to historical accuracy, they try to recreate it in a way that's, you know, sort of like it's like consumable, right, by by people. So there's that, but I think now correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a history expert, okay? Um, I'm pretty sure there was no fighting women in Battlefield or in in any type of World War um situation, right? Uh, there were. I mean, I don't think they were that like popular. I mean, they were usually they, they, like they, like they were mostly nurses, weren't they? I don't think there were women with one hand, a freaking assault rifle in the other, 
um yeah there were nurses and field crew and stuff like that you know because back in the day there was a general stigma about like women being in the army and being in the front lines and stuff right because they were used for other other important things rather than fighting like treating to wounded to to wounded soldiers and stuff that's why i wasn't uh also impressed yeah yeah so let's take a look at the comments really quick uh let's see uh war war never changes ea challenge accepted okay <laughs> here let me let me move the chat over so you guys can see better uh there were sniper women but not frontline soldiers well yeah that was a sniper woman frontline soldier how about that how about them apples battlefield 3 77 types of weapons battlefield 5 77 types of genders <laughs> Oh, and that was also a thing. I remember now. Two years ago is when all like the gender things, like the like the gender things started, when people were coming out as you know like an alien or a crocodile, or they were saying that they were a flying helicopter or an Apache helicopter, right? Um, they were saying there were all these types of genders, you know, and uh, you know. I'm going to try to be careful here with my words because I don't want to offend anybody, right? You know, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm all for being the type of person that you want to be, right? You know, whether you're bi, gay, trans, or, or, or whatever. I'm an Apache helicopter. A mermaid rogue triangle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I, and, I, and I think that's one of the reasons why this, this video got so much hate, right? Uh come on white uh come on white guys if you open a world war ii history book you will clearly see a mechanical arm Fortnite woman in pictures was battlefield 5 supposed to be a emphasis on world war ii thank you for the follow by the way who was that uh madara 90 i appreciate you thank you so much was that was it supposed to be based on world war ii because or one no battlefield one was world war one Battlefield 5 was, I think, something else. <laughs> who who would win a strong German army or one crippled buoyant? <laughs> uh, L LGBT expansion pack coming uh, to stores near you. EA, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it. <laughs> you know, and I think another, uh, uh, like, the main reason why... um. Uh, I think another reason why people were so pissed, you know, if, if you guys want to uh, read some of the comments for yourselves, uh, feel free to do so right there. There's a link. Um, you know, people like I like I said at the beginning of the uh, of the podcast here, um, people don't like to get things shoved down their throats. OK. And what I mean by that is like, hey. If you like real, if you're like a Christian, you believe in God, amazing, more power to you, great. But don't try to like make me do the same. And that, and, and then I think that's what, and, and and I think that's what goes for gamers as well. You know, the whole LGBT thing was happening back then, and um, I thought you were gonna say showed somewhere else. I thought you were gonna. I don't know, like, what do you mean? I'm confused. Um, and I, and like back then, you know, like when this trailer launched, the whole like LGBT 
LGBTQ movement was happening and, you know, people were like rising up like, yeah, for gay, trans and, and like transgender people, which is all fine, which is great. Okay. Amazing. But don't shove it into our video games where there's already millions of people playing it that don't think the same way. Right. And this and this like goes like to saying like how, you know, people don't like and another like another similar controversy was with um The Last of Us. Right. The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I'm about to spoil it right now a little bit. I'm not going to spoil it for like for those of you that uh, for those of you that like that didn't play it. Um, it turns out Ellie, right, was gay, right? She was lesbian, and uh, you know she had that girlfriend. I forgot what her name was. Here, let me see. Um, I think there was another backlash. Uh, Last of Us Two. Uh, Ellie. Ellie and Dina, that's what her name was, Dina. Uh, let me see. I mean, generally speaking, re people really enjoyed The Last of Us, I think, but there was also a bunch of backlash because they were also getting uh, The Last of Us part gay. Hey, I mean... um. Yeah, people just don't like to get that shoved in their faces, like, forcibly, right? Because, you know, everyone everyone deserves the chance, to, the opportunity, the will to think for themselves, right? And not get certain LGBT aspects or certain, you know, things, gender identities, you know, forced, forced down their throats, right? Now, I might get banned for saying this, but, you know, in my opinion... There's only two genders, right? And that's, hey, don't lynch me, okay? Uh, going back to cyberpunk as well, uh, people were freaking out because uh, there, there's a trans NPC. Yeah, I mean, in cyberpunk as well. I mean, there was the freaking, you could pick either if you want a penis or a vagina, or, or I think you could have both, even. Like you could, like, uh, in cyberpunk, right? You could, like in, like, in the character selection screen, you're you're able to pick what um part of the male or female anatomy you wanted, right? You have both? Oh, great. <laughs> I knew it all along actually, Vitek. I knew it all along. Uh so yeah. Uh <laughs> Let's, uh, on a lighter note, because, man, we're getting into some heavy topics here, boys. We're getting into some heavy topics, but I like it. I like it. Um, It's good. I think it's healthy for people to talk about these things and not be afraid of taboo things to talk about. Because, you know, that's how, that's how people, you know, get problems solved or get punched in the face. It's either it's 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 one of the two. It's one of the two. You either solve a problem or you get punched in the face for it. Right. Uh, that's just how people view people's outlooks on things like lgbt and transgender and you know alien races i don't even know doesn't matter so uh, on a lighter note we're gonna i'm gonna end uh, i'm gonna end the podcast up i guys let me know how are you enjoying this podcast do you enjoy me or just enjoy looking at my face do you enjoy me or uh because or do you guys miss steve i miss steve uh no riot yeah steve steve um 
he wasn't able to make this one unfortunately but uh he'll make the next one for sure he'll make the next one oh yeah where is he by the way there he is hold on was better with me on it it was good it was good with you on it we all miss him i know i know so uh let's uh let's end the the podcast i think we'll another i think we'll go another maybe 30 minutes here or so uh steve has joined us back again though hi everybody say hi to steve again hi steve there you are uh you're cool steve is also a cool guy these are great topics though yeah man for sure for sure i like to i like to uh you know talk about these type of things because i don't get to do it all the time so when i so whenever i get the chance so, so whenever i get the chance to to talk about this kind of stuff uh it feels nice it feels nice and moist all right i hate that word anyways let's see what's waiting for us uh in this year for these games so we've already had a bunch of january releases that really no one knows or knows or anything uh okay february that happened march yakuza i've never played a yakuza game in my life april uh april what was happening in april nothing released in april new pokemon snap released in april uh returnal also released in april now may is resident evil month resident evil village is coming out tomorrow i say it again i'm going to be streaming the game tomorrow and uh and we're going to be giving it away giving it away as well uh stream starts 4 30 so if you're new here, welcome. Smash that follow button. Show some love for your boy. And uh, let's yeet this wheat. Okay. Let's see. Uh, what else is coming out in May? Hood. Outlaws and Legends. What is this? Oh, I thought it was like a gangster game. Like I thought it was like, yo, I'm from the hood. You know, like that kind of game. <laughs> like, like, I thought you were like a, a, a hooded gangster. Like, you know, you're trying to like do some gang activities like sell drugs or something um i don't know <laughs> okay hood outlaws and, and legends i haven't heard of this game well let's check out the official website no it's like robin hood but i think it's mmo-ish okay sounds interesting i like mmo-ish type of games um let's see any any type of gameplay let me see gameplay overview the ranger okay so you have some classes you have the mystic which is um a young inquisitor the mystic's blind obedience to religious scripture made him easily exploit to the state so i'm gonna guess this is some kind of healer the brawler uh here i think ability yeah the brawler this is a tank i assume dps dps so as far as the normal schematic for uh like the the trio of types of classes that you play in, in RPG games is still here. It's not going anywhere anywhere. And um it's not going anywhere anyways. Maybe that's what I want to say. There was a trailer at the top here. Let's see it. No, that's not a trailer. That's just some Oh, watch the trailer. Here we go. Come up. 
beefing. It's rock talent. Just whose world is this? Nas answered it. Y'all ain't wanna listen. Call it what it is. Okay, I mean we'll check it out for sure. Is it only is it only on consoles? No, it's on PC as well. I mean, honestly, dude, it doesn't look like anything I've never seen before, right? Like it's like you know, like you know what I'm really missing from my life? You know, I, I know it's probably easier said than done, okay? I know it's probably easier said than done, but I want a game. And I don't and I don't even know if this is possible because I'm sure that like I'm not the only one that feels like this and I think this just comes with age. However, I want a game that'll make me feel like I experienced playing a game for the first time when I was like 12, okay? And now I don't think this is possible partially because I think I'm older now and um I've seen that all, just like all gamers that are like mid twenties to thirties, right? Between like twenty and thirty. If you if you're between like twenty and thirty years old at this point, I think you've basically seen it all, right? If you're a gamer, right? I'm pretty sure you've seen it all. It's only forty dollars, so I'm not sure what to expect overall. But they're promising five major post release season, uh, post release expansions. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, yeah, here here's the link if you guys want to check it out um yeah i mean I, I i want a game that'll make me feel like i'm playing like i don't know mario for the first time when i was like seven right all those years ago so and I, I, I don't even know if it's possible to make a game like that anymore so let's let's just keep going here uh you want the ultimate simulator game you know have, have you ever played the uh simulator of a simulator it's like great game great game um anyways so assassin's creed a destiny 2 season of the splicer a new destiny 2 season is coming out assassin's creed valhalla wrath of the druids dlc i have assassin's creed valhalla great game sort of buggy not that well optimized i haven't played it in a while maybe it's a little better now but the, the dlc is coming out when may 11th um monster hardest never heard of it before we leave Famicom Detective Club Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh, I remember making a video about this. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, this uh, I've never played Mass Effect in my life, but I know it's a really popular game. Maybe I should play it. Um, this gives you all of the Mass Effect games. I th I'm pretty sure all of them. I think up until Andromeda. Let me see. What does it include? I don't have permission to access GameStop. Why? That's weird. Yeah, looking forward to the Legendary Edition here. Let me see really quick. Uh, uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. What does it include? Yeah, so it includes... Uh, uh, Mass Effect Trilogy, Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2, 3, 
and is being developed by Bioware with assistance from Abstraction Games and Blind Squirrel Games published by Electronics Arts. So yeah, uh, compiled into a single massive remaster experience. So that means I think better graphics, you know, better, you know, uh, I think bug fixes and stuff like that. So for Mass Effect fans, I think this is going to be a huge, a huge game. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want it. Of course, you're going to be able to buy it on G2A.com. So don't forget about that. Um, so moving on here, uh, we got a Subnautica for the Switch. Interesting. I've seen Subnautica. I've never played it. I know it's, I know it's like Minecraft, but like underwater with better graphics, right? You just collect stuff and, and stuff like that. Days Gone. Wasn't this game announced like such a long time ago? Dude, I remember like this game was also announced like what, like five years ago? I remember the trailer for this freaking game. Release date or did it already come out? Oh, it's coming out for PC on May 18th. This is announcing the PC release. Okay, okay, okay. I see that. Yeah, you have it on PS4. Okay, how is it? Do you think it'll be better on PC than on console? Because it's a zombie game, right? Surviving a divided world. Yeah. It's it's a it's a zombie survival game, if I'm not mistaken. So that's cool. Uh Snow Runner, never heard of it. Elite Dangerous. Knockout City. Rust? What's happening with Rust? Oh, Rust is coming out on consoles? No way, dude. <laughs> Oh, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. I wonder if they're going to have crossplay uh on console versions with PC cuz dude, PC players on Rust are toxic. I I definitely think it'll uh it'll be better on PC as my personal preference, yeah, for sure. Any Rust players out there? You want to play Rust? I've never I've never played Rust in my life. Uh let's see. Uh, bio mutant oh this one's gonna be an interesting one. Oh yeah i'll be waiting for this i'll be waiting for this game for sure it's coming out uh on pc as well ladies and gentlemen welcome to another new gameplay today i am alex stadnik to game informer's largest video editor join with me today the incomparable marcus stewart Hello, I'm Game Informer's most uh, medium-sized editor. <laughs> Indeed he is. And then you know him, you love him. He's top 10% in the world in Warzone. Blake Hester. What's up, Alex? How you doing? Right at the top. This game looks really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we are looking at Biomutant today. Uh, the new open-world uh, RPG from Experiment 101, correct? Yes, Experiment 101, published by uh, THQ Nordic. Yep, and you actually got a chance to uh, go hands-on with this, hands-off? Uh, hands-off. Okay. What do yep. you think? I think it's cool. So everything we're seeing here um, is uh, kind of some edited footage of the uh, hands-off event that I got to uh, see last week. And yeah, my immediate uh, reaction was, wow, this looks really cool. It needs to come out already because I've been waiting for years for this to happen. <laughs> for real. This uh, was announced in what, 2017? Really? Yeah. And So it's been around for a hot minute. It's been a minute, yeah. This day um, but he, I, I'm excited by what I'm seeing.
Awesome, dude. Yeah, you guys can check out uh, the trailer for or the gameplay demo for yourselves. There's a link. Uh, yeah, Biomutant. I remember it this being announced a while ago. Yeah, so I'm happy to see that it's coming out this uh, this month. Uh, where was I? I have so many tabs open. Why do I have so many tabs open? There we go. When's it coming out? May 19th. So that's only like two weeks away almost. So we're almost there, folks. Man Eaters coming out for this week. That's a funny game. It's a shark game. It's pretty cool. You're you you're basically the shark swimming around the like a lake and you're eating people to survive. It's pretty cool. Uh June. Any games coming out on my birthday? June 2nd? No, there isn't. Ah, bummer. Heard a lot of great things about Bad Eater. Yeah, it's a funny game. It's silly as hell, but it's fun to play. It's very short, too. It's like six hours long. If you haven't played it, you should play it. It's fun. Um, Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, Operation Tango, Elder Scrolls Online, Gates of Oblivion. ESO is a great MMO. I've put in about four or five hundred hours into it on uh, on console on PS4. Uh, so I'm happy to see there's another expansion coming out. Uh, Wreckfest Monster Harvest Pro Cycling Manager. Sounds like a really fun game. Tour de France. Super fun. Um, Chivalry 2. This is going to be a cool game. This game looks badass. There was a closed beta for it. How old am I? I don't even know. I'm not going to show you guys. Well, you guys already know, sort of, but... Um, so I'm, I'm not going to show my date of birth. I just put in anything. I was born in 1231, okay? That's how old I am. Um, oh, it has to be 1900 or higher. Okay, let me try again. Why? I can't be born in 1231? <laughs> I do not meet the requirements to view this content? God damn it, dude. I'm too old. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, Chivalry 2 is sort of like Mordhau. I don't know if you guys remember Mordhau. Um, Mordhau is like a, a sword fighting game. It's like a it's it's like, it's like a battle royale sword fighting game. And Chivalry 2, I think, is gonna capitalize on that and be even better. So that sounds pretty badass. However, we don't need any more battle royale games. However, this is a good change of pace. Uh, you know, going from like the war zones and the apex legends and the PUBGs and shit like that so uh, it's good to have a different type of battle royale game other than you know shooting games right um yeah so i'm actually pretty hyped for this for those of you that played the chivalry one know what i'm talking about boys so we got uh what else we got um edge of eternity elder scrolls online it's coming out for the playstation 5 and xbox series x that'll be cool uh final fantasy what is that seven remake integrain ninja gaiden gamer builder guilty gear ratchet and clank rift apart ps5 exclusive super pissed off about that they should definitely release this game on pc very soon dude because I actually played a lot of Ratchet and Clank. I remember I was really sick when I was a kid. And um, I got really, really sick one time. And I had a PS2, dude. And my dad rented me Ratchet and Clank from Blockbuster. Or Cl Clank, sorry. Uh, from Blockbuster. And I just spent 
hours and hours. I played that game for, I think, like 20 hours straight. I loved it so much. Um, so, yeah, uh, really good game. Sucks that it's PS5 exclusive. I can't even buy a PS5, so that's a bummer um, because it's not even available. But, yeah, I'll just wait for the PC release on that. Uh, Curved Space, Dark Alliance, Ender, Lilies, Alex Kid, and Miracle World DX. Jesus, half of these games I've never heard of. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 coming out on the Switch. Uh, maybe there'll be a PS5 uh, emulators if there aren't uh, already. I haven't checked. I don't think there's... I don't think PS5 emulators exist, to be honest. At least yet. I know that there's PS4 emulators and stuff like that. I think at least there is, but yeah. Let's see what's happening in July. July is a really dry month. Look at that. July, there's like nothing. F1 2021. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories. Ender Lilies. What is this Ender Lilies game? It's the second time. What is this? What is this Ender Lilies? Has anyone ever heard of Ender Lilies? Hello, welcome to another episode of New Gameplay. Today, I'm your host, Jeff Cork, joined today by, get a load of this, Dan Tack. Oh, what am I doing here? What are you doing here? So no, you can you? see that our boy. All right, so it's, like, it's like a platforming game. The boss fight. Okay, uh, yeah. So, right. Spoilers, it takes me two times, but. Platforming, turn-based, maybe. The whole game won't be there. All right, Dude. great. Yeah, if you want a platforming game, go play Celeste or Hollow Knight or freaking uh, what's it called? Ori in the Light or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, awesome art style, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. If you want games with art with awesome art style like like this, I'm telling you, play play Ori in the Blind Light. So it's such a good game. Such a good game. Uh, let's see. August. Humankind. What is this? Humankind. What is this? Another BR game? It's a historical strategy game. Doesn't sound like my cup of tea, but maybe for some of you. I've got both Ori games. Love them to death. Yes. Very, very good. Very, very good games. King's Bounty. No More Heroes. New World. This is the new MMO world of warcraft killer that'll apparently be coming out by amazon amazon is making a video game i wonder how that's gonna turn out um amazon games new world delayed again not surprised to be honest not surprised at all let's watch the trailer for it uh Let's see, PvP vision and new features, deep dive into our vision for PvP and new playable modes in this month's alpha update, introducing expeditions, updates on quest design, man, they really better make a wild killer because World of Warcraft started to piss me off, man. I mean, it looks good, but that's how it always is. Oh, man, this game looks great. But when you actually play it, it's a complete warm, hot pile of shit. Uh, I, I have I have a couple buddies that bought in for early access to that game last year and still haven't been able to play it. 
Yeah, isn't there like a thing where you could um uh what's it called? Um It's like you in a trailer. Um, it's like you invest in the company. It's um, what is that program called? Damn, I forgot. I forgot what I'm talking. Uh. It's like when you can invest into something and then you get access to it. Just how Aaron Libra or yeah, Libra just said, right? They'll eventually give you access. Like the same thing happened with uh. Ashes of Creation, GoFundMe. I think it's sort of, it's like a GoFundMe, but it's not like a GoFundMe. It's like for video games. It's like something like that. Um, it's like something else. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So, and you like you basically give them money, and then they promise you to, you know, uh, to 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 get stuff. You can sign in, test your sign up, sign up for an opportunity to play New World early if you guys are interested. There you go. There's the link. Check it out for yourselves. Amazing. All right, uh, let's go on to the next one. What do we have here? What is going on in September? Nothing. WRC 10. That's a drifting game. Life is Strange True Colors. Uh, Telltale game. Tales of Arise Deathloop. Okay, I've heard about that game. I have so many tabs open here. Let me close some of them really quick. Jesus. Why do I have so many tabs? Ah, Deathloop. This is also... Uh, this is... um Like a tactical shooting game as well. Now, what's really interesting is October, and I think this is the next game that people are going to be waiting for, Back for Blood. This is another iteration for what, which game is it? Which game is this an iteration of or a continuation of? I'm sure you guys can probably figure it out by looking at the screenshot here. Left 4 Dead 2. And instead of it being Left 4 Dead 3 or 4, it's Back for Blood. And um, I think that's going to be a really good title that people are going to be waiting for, including me. Um, that's going to be interesting. It'll be fun. And a look at the up, the look at the screenshot. The screenshot looks so good. Look at these graphics, dude. Playing like a Left 4 Dead type of game with new generation graphics Mwah. when is bioshock damn it bobby i'm asking myself the same goddamn question every time i wake up dude you know one second when is bioshock gonna really uh when is a new bioshock game being released bioshock 4 this was posted in four months ago. All right, here, let's let's check this out really quick. Is that the only October release they have listed? Yeah, that's the only one they listed. Um, After a year or so of rumors, 2K finally came out to acknowledge that Bioshock 4 is in development. It's been six years since the last Bioshock game, double the time between each of the other three games in the series. Now, look at what they're doing. I just wanted to point this out. Look at what they're doing. They confirmed that they're making the fourth game. But 
they're not hyping it up like they're they did with like people like other developers are doing with their games. Why? Because they know that hyping up because people love Bioshock. Bioshock is a title that people that gamers love, including me. I have played every Bioshock game at least three times on all of the platforms. Okay. I love the game. On a PC, Xbox, everything. And um, they're not hyping it up. I mean, look, they, they just said it's in the making for six years since the last Bioshock game. And no one knows anything about it. You have to literally look it up. It's not in any major news articles. It's not hitting front page on your YouTube recommended that Bioshock is being made or something like that. Hell no. It's kept on the hush-hush because they want to make the game good. So people, so when, when they announce like a release date, a trailer or something like that, so people can actually have a good sense of what to expect, right? So they can have a nice, polished, finished game. If you want to, if you want to check out the article, here you go. Kickstart, yes, Kickstart it, Kickstarter. That's what I was looking for. Kickstarter. Thank you, VTech. There you go, Kickstarter. Yes, uh, for like Ashes of Creation and the New World as well. So, uh, unfortunately, it's too early to be talking about release days. The formation of the new 2K studio developing Bioshock 4 was announced not too long ago. And although we can hope it's entered full production already, we don't actually know when this stage the game is in. I predict, guys, I want you to clip it and ship it, all right? I want you to clip it and ship it. I'm predicting Bioshock release is going to be announced by the beginning of 2022 okay 2022 q1 bioshock announcement release date that's clip it and ship it all right um so yeah let's let's uh let's see what else we have here so september is there we got october back for blood to be announced 12 minutes damn we have nothing for november and december uh, 12 minutes abandoned age of empires alba wildlife aliens fire team among us for the playstation 5 what <laughs> uh origami 2 art of rally as this falls away and there's a lot of to be determined games jesus black book blue fire diablo 2 resurrected yeah, still no release date on that one. Pretty hyped for that, to be honest. Disney is working on the Alien Isolation sequel as well. Plus, I'm still looking forward to Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines too. But they've been fairly quiet uh, for a while from what I've noticed. True. Yeah, I remember playing the Vampire game. It was good. Uh, let's see what else we got. Epic Chef, Evil West. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout coming on Xbox X, X and Switch. Far Cry 6. Far Cry going to be on that list. Yeah, yeah. Far Cry 6 is right here. Release date 2021. I don't know. We'll see. And uh, God of War 
2021. Ooh, this man, I still need to play the or, the other God of War. I I haven't played the other God. I haven't played the PS4 God of War yet, and that's partially because I sold my PS4. Was supposed to be in February. Yeah, but they're delaying it. They're delaying the games because they saw what happened to Cyberpunk and they don't want what's happening to and they don't want that to happen to them. Who's messaging Mikey? I don't know. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. Is it Stevie? I don't know who it is. I'm about to find out. That's for me to know and for you to find out, right? Or for you to not find out. Uh uh hold on. Oh, okay. Um hold on one second, it's my girlfriend. She's apparently calling me and I am uh and not answering because I'm streaming. <laughs> no. Uh so yeah, I have to play the God of War, the original one on PS4, uh, before I get into the other one here. Uh, Jack move industry Titan last stop. Let me see. Psychonauts two puzzle quest rogue Lords. What else we got here? Star Wars, star Wars, stone flayed outlast trials. What is this a horror game? <gasps> oh, a four person. Ooh, this is going to be cool. Outlast is a fun game. It's a little scary, but it's it's cheap as hell. It's uh it's not that good. I mean it's not it's good, but it's just the 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 jump scares are cheap. That's what I wanted to mention. And Valheim wait what? Oh Valheim. This game already came out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. And uh that's about it. And uh that's gonna be about it for me. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed uh, the podcast. I do podcasts like this. I usually do it with uh, my friend and colleague, Steve. Um, he's usually here with me, but today I'm flying solo, and I, and, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I do them once a week, and uh, tomorrow, I'm going to reiterate once again, tomorrow I am playing Resident Evil 8. Hopefully, if it's available if it's available for my region by the time I'm done streaming or by the time I start streaming, I'll give the game away for sure. So, um, yeah, hit that follow button if you're new to the channel. Welcome. Happy to see you guys here with me today. Uh, follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Mikey Shines G2A. You can also join my Discord channel if you haven't already. Uh, that's uh, Twitter and Discord are my main forms of communication. Uh, that's where I keep my community updated on what, if I'm doing a giveaway or an event or something like that. So uh, I keep my community updated. On that note, guys, thank you very, very much uh, for listening to me talk for the last two hours. And uh, it was fun. It was it was fun. I think we had a bunch of good topics. Remember, you can listen to our we can listen. You can listen to our uh, podcasts on Spotify. We are on Spotify, so you can listen to. All of our previous episodes uh, up all the way up to this one. There's a link to our Spotify podcast. Right now it's at episode number 10. I got to upload the last two episodes of this one and number 11. So, yeah. Uh, what time tomorrow? Sorry, I was doing the clip. Uh, tomorrow I'm stream- I am stream every day, Monday through Friday, uh, 
p.m. Central European time. That's 3.30 GMT, uh, uh, Great Britain time. And if we're talking like North America, it's about a six or seven hour difference. So just do the math. Um, be, behind, like reverse, right? Six or seven hour difference. 10.30 Eastern. Yes, there you go. 10.30 Eastern. Yep. So, uh, guys, yeah. Thank you very much once again. And um, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.